Welcome to my podcast, D Sharp Thoughts, a podcast about strong women with some sharp thoughts and great inspiration stories. I'm Diana Sharp, your host, an empowerment and resilience coach for women. Today's episode is brought to you by D Sharp Coaching Services. We work with women to help them gain greater clarity around their purpose, redefine their goals, rediscover their voice, and execute in a more strategic way through our personal development and career coaching services. Most women will admit that there's nothing like having a good girlfriend who's more like a sister, someone you can share the most intimate details of your life with, someone you can cry with, someone you can laugh with, celebrate wins with, someone who inspires you with their own story of grace, courage, and strength. Today, I'll be talking to one such inspiring sister, Michelle Gibson Morgan, CTDP, CMP, CTMP. She's going to tell us what all those amazing credentials mean. Michelle Gibson Morgan is a career consultant and author who mentors and coaches women, immigrant professionals, racialized persons, and youth. Michelle is a woman of Inspiration Awards 2021 nominee from the Universal Women's Network. She's also a wife and mother. Michelle's career converges at the intersection of career consulting, learning, talent management, and diversity, equity, and inclusion. She brings over 17 years of expertise in learning and performance, leadership development, change management, talent management, and career development to the sphere of diversity, equity, and inclusion consulting. Michelle is currently completing her Master's of Arts in Education. She holds a Certified Talent Management Practitioner Certificate, Certified Training and Development Professional, and Change Management Practitioner. She's also a Certified Administrator of the Intercultural Development Inventory, IDI, to debrief cultural competence assessments, along with cultural competence coaching. She also has completed Employment Services Training, through Ontario Council of Immigrant Serving Agencies, OCASI. She's a powerhouse. Welcome to my podcast, Michelle. So good to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Diana. It's an honor to be here. And it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure talking with someone who has lived a life centered around learning and development, career consulting, leadership development, none of this is new to you. You have spent more than a decade shaping the minds, visions, and purpose of youth, women, immigrants, racialized community. Uh, Michelle, you do so much. And I know a lot about your work professionally as you're a leader in your field. But tell our listeners, who is Michelle? And how do you describe yourself? I would describe myself as a person who's passionate about the development of others, um, investing not just in myself and my just natural curiosity to learn, to expand, but also to guide others on that journey. I also see myself as one who tries to be authentic and allow others to have their voice, which is very important, along with inspiring people to find confidence 
and to be able to articulate who they are and what they bring to this world and to their families and to their careers. Michelle, that's amazing. What are some of the core values that you hold that have steered you in this direction? I appreciate this question so much because that's yes. one of the things I did recently was to do a values assessment. What are those things that are uh, most important to me as core values? Um, among those things is leadership, yes, curiosity, yes. ambition, but also authenticity and a passion to listen to others are among the values that I bring. The idea is that understanding your values puts you in a better place to be who you were created to be and to bring your best self to yes. the equation at all times because it doesn't matter what career or sphere you find yourself, that is what will not be uh, influenced by changes that you make along the journey. That's the essence of you and what's most important to you. Michelle, those are some amazing values. Leadership, curiosity. That's one of the things I always tell my students. Be curious about the world around you, um, about finding out new things, gaining new skills, new knowledge, um, and being authentic, and also recognizing at your core that people can be developed. People really can grow and can fulfill their God-given potential. I love that. Those are some amazing values that you have, not just for yourself, but that you seek to develop in others. What are your passions and purpose? The things you really love, the things that keep you up at night in a good way and wake you up in the morning full of energy and life and ready to take on a new day. That's a great question. If I had to narrow it down to one thing is helping persons to understand their unique value proposition. What are the attributes and the strengths that you bring? What is it about your lived experience and the totality of all the things that come together to make you you? And then once you are able to identify what is your value proposition, what's just irreplaceable, there's no substitution for with you, it's empowering people to be able to express and communicate that in a way that whether it's in an interview or through aspects of their personal branding, how do you communicate that to the world? Um, what you know to be true about what makes you uniquely you. Awesome. That's a great thing to say. And we're going to get a little bit more into it as we progress into the interview, because for some people, it still sounds like a big thing. My value proposition, what's that? And how do I articulate it? We're going to talk some more about that. Um, but you have gotten, you have done some amazing work and you have been recognized both as it relates to work with immigration, EDI and other areas. And this year, one amazing thing that happened in the year just passed was you were nominated. You were nominated as a woman of inspiration. Tell us about your nomination and what does that mean for you and the work that you do? Uh, great question. Um, it's amazing because um, others will identify the impact that you're making and the difference that you're making in the lives of others Yes, and will we'll put your name forward as somebody who embodies um, excellence and legacy and impact. And so that's what happened in 2021 uh, when I was nominated for a Woman of Inspiration Award, recognizing the work that I do to mentor and coach um, other women, including persons who identify as immigrants to Canada, to help Absolutely. them 
uh, on their journey to personal and career development. Absolutely. Well-deserved nomination. You've been doing this work for a long time. I've reached out to you when I've had questions in the past. Um, and I've just also shared with you that I think the space that you're working in is an important one. It's an important one. Talk to us a little bit about the work that you do um, as it relates to equity, um, diversity, and inclusion. Um, we're living in an environment where racialized people still still experience challenges, still experience barriers and things that they must overcome. Why is, it, why is this work so important to you? And how did you get started um, as an EDI specialist, right? That's a great question. I believe it was always organically embedded in my approach um, to work and life, to be inclusive of others and to recognize where there are challenges and differences in levels of access and privilege for different yes. people. Um, acknowledging my own, identifying as a racialized woman means that um, there will be situations where those things are privileges or disadvantages, depending on the context. Yes. Um, I know that there are other things that would put me at an advantage. So it's recognizing the differences in levels of access and lived experiences and feelings of inclusion for different people based on how they um, identify in the world. Yes. Um, as somebody whose first language is English, I know that is a privilege because for a lot of uh, my clients and mentees where English is not their first language, um, whether they're a racialized person or not, that is also a challenge and yes. um, a differentiator in terms of advancement and inclusion. I ended up in this work officially just from an observation of an opportunity that funny I saw advertised on LinkedIn and I said I could really see myself being in this role and making a, a difference yes. both for the organization and the individuals it serves and so fast forward two years later I'm still on that journey to um, helping organizations um, examine in a critical and objective way yes. how the systems and policies and practices create gaps and challenges and or advantages and disadvantages for different groups um, of persons. So that's my kind of summary of how I ended up on this path. That's amazing. So lived experience, your your your, your passion and your purpose for supporting others and really just for making a change in the community. You see it around you, you recognize that there are gaps, there are areas to be filled and why not you? Why not be a leader for change? Why not step in and become one of those voices um, and one of those leaders that can really help to change the life of others? And oftentimes, as you said, we're, we're supporting people who um, they need more support. So, so like for example, speakers of English as a second language, right? They have some language barriers, communication barriers, cultural barriers. And as a consultant and as an EDI specialist, you help clients to navigate this space. What's one of the greatest challenges you hear from racialized communities and, and communities of speakers of English as a second language? What's some of the greatest challenges these, um, your clients face, your mentees face, and how do you help them? There is a lot to unpack I know. there. I don't know I that know. podcast <laughs> is long enough, but I, know. Um, I would say the key things that stand out for me is one, 
having a presence at the table doesn't yes. necessarily mean having a voice at the table. So wow, that's powerful, at, Michelle. Say that again. That's powerful. Wow, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the idea is that with more calls for increased representation yes. in different spheres, it's helping in terms of persons getting access to, let's say, a seat at tables where they otherwise wouldn't be present, but their voices are not equally amplified in the discussions and decision-making that's happening at those tables. Wow. I never looked at it from that perspective. I know that happens, but, I, but you're, speaking, you're speaking truth. You're speaking facts. So there's more call now for hiring even persons who are racialized. So there's more call for equity and there's, well, there's more call for diversity, but you're saying that doesn't always in, um, translate to equity or empowerment. You're saying sometimes persons get a seat at the table, but their voices are not heard and their voices are not amplified. And so they don't get a chance to tell their stories. And that's where you come in. Talk to me about how you become that voice for them. It's recognizing that um, change management is a huge part of it Yes, because a lot of the discussion is about what should be but not yes. enough understanding and direction in terms of how to really make sustainable and lasting and impactful change. Yes, And so um, a fair bit of the perspective that I bring to those conversations is it's not just a prescription, here, take it and, and go. It is here are the factors in your organizational culture. Yes. Um, and here are some things that need to be put in place from different levels of communication and just to how um, different things are approached that several things need to change in order for those goals to be met and for those changes to be sustainable. Wow. Powerful. Michelle, you're passionate about the work that you do. So I'm just wondering, did you have any personal experience that fueled this passion? Um, just being in a new country, being in a new space, coming here many years ago, did you experience any challenges that really made it so important for you to become an advocate for others? Wow, that, that, that question came fully loaded. So a lot of the early challenges um, when I arrived in Canada was not having an understanding of how to navigate systems and structures. Yes. Um, a lot of it was also not understanding how to kind of customize the approach. There's a lot of unknowns, a lot of yes. things that are new to you. You're relying on your previous kind of frame of reference from where you originated from that doesn't quite translate in the new context. And in the absence of someone who can uh, be a guide and or educate you on some of the less visible things that might be impacting how you move forward without even um, knowing that those, yes. that those barriers exist behind the scenes. And so that was really what fueled my focus on equity and inclusion from an immigrant's perspective. Um, a lot of the coaching and the mentoring that I do um, leverages the fact that I identify as an immigrant to Canada. And so um, some things I just naturally know yes. um, are challenges that need to be addressed and will proactively um, bring that to person's attention. It's also being able to say, I know also how you are feeling on this yes. journey and all the emotional, um, social, 
financial and cultural challenges that go with that um, journey as well. It's not just, for example, the difficulty to find employment or to advance your career. It's not isolated from the rest of your life. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's yes. the thing. And that's the thing. That's so important. That's the thing as a career consultant or coach or counselor. That's, that's an important point to make. A lot of persons come to you and, and they say, you know, I just want a job. I just want to select a major. But your career is not separate from all the other life roles that you play. It's not separate from your role as a mother, your role as a wife, because if you're an involved wife, then it may mean you may need to take a job or a career that facilitates you to allow you to fulfill your other duties um, and your career and your social well-being and your psychological well-being everything is intertwined right career counseling and consulting it, it's a holistic approach that you take to your clients um, you have done extensive work in this field and after going through all the training, which I'm so proud of for you and happy for you, all the self-development, professional development, we've come to this place as Michelle as author. And I want to say congratulations on um, the writing and the editing and the release of your first book. We're at that place where your book is just getting ready to hit the shelves. Tell me if it hit the shelves this week um, or it's getting ready to be at that point. So I want to say congratulations. I am just so proud of you. Um, for me, you're a highly respected thought leader um, in terms of career and managing change. And you have applied your change management expertise to changing careers. And you have, you have encapsulated everything you know in this your first book and the other books to come. And I'm just so happy about that. Your first book is Changing Career Direction, Seven Steps to Transition to a New Career Path. Tell us about your new book. Thanks so much. And uh, I appreciate the enthusiasm. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As am I. Um, I think one of the things I've come to appreciate most that you really don't have a sense of how much goes into writing a book until you've had to go on that journey yourself. Yes. And um, more so focused on fine tuning the messaging, yes. being so practical but concise that people walk away from the experience having a clear sense of what steps do I take now. The premise of the book was really that a lot of persons struggle to find a sense of direction around their career. And, and that is even not counting a pandemic, creating wow. unexpected factors that might be influencing people's needs to change directions in what they're doing. Wow. Um, overall, regardless of the, the reason behind what's prompting you, most persons get to the point, so, so what do I do now? So what do I do now? Which is what it seeks to answer in making some recommendations, starting with some of what you and I have been talking about, that sense of self-awareness. Yes. Being that most fundamental yes. uh, principle and uh, recommending some tools that will help persons to get greater clarity around that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's your step one? What's your step one? And just give us enough meat or just, just enough, a little bit of juice so we can go out and get copies. And then you can tell us where we can get copies of your book. What's step one um, in transitioning to change? Yeah. The first step is self-assessment and reflection. Yes. We have to have a sense of 
kind of who we are in a holistic way. Yes. And what we bring to the equation of life and a career. Yes. Some of the, the tools that I recommend include doing a values assessment, personality right. assessment, strengths assessment, um, starting with those that um, speak to the core of who you of are. Who you are. <laughs> yes. 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 Absolutely. And then from there, some tools around where you're trying to go. Yes. So Perfect. that, yeah, some great questions about a vision. Yes. And about what your passions are. Yes. And things around your readiness. So, for example, when was the last time you did a leadership readiness assessment? Yes. yes. So it's starting with where you are and who you are as most fundamental and yes. then from there taking some steps to gather more information and that's um where the journey really starts across the board wherever we all are on that career journey right yes i love that michelle i love that so for us then this is a book which is informative educational, practical. And I love that piece. That was your number one goal. You were striving for it to be practical and life changing and shifting. And you're giving us the tools and pointing us into some directions where we can go to get clear direction about your career. And I love that. You start with a self, an assessment, an examination and reflection. Some people will assess but not a lot of people reflect. And I really, really love that. And that's more of what we need. We need to really reflect. Now that we assess and we see everything before us, what changes can I make? What are my values? What does this mean to me? And what, what would it take for me to become the next version of what I, who I need to become for that career change? Um, powerful, powerful. Where can we get copies? So starting on January 22nd, Copies can be obtained on michellegibsonmorgan.com, which is yes. my website. And then on the 28th of January, it will be on amazon.com um, and .ca. Awesome. Um, let us talk a little bit more about the book, like the subject matter of just change. Why is change so difficult? Because of the unknown. Yes. For a lot of persons. Um, it's also comfort zone. Yes. How do I give up what I know and the status quo and aspire and reach for something that's fundamentally different from the path that I'm on right now? It's not so easy kind of mentally to make that shift. And no, for a lot not. of people, they remain maybe stagnant in their careers or in roles that they find unfulfilling because it takes a lot more effort to, to get out of the comfort zone and really um, pursue those aspirations and the stretches and the challenges that accompany um, making that kind of move. And, and that's where your work and your role as a career consultant and coach come in. Um, tell me how, how can clients reach you and what kind of services do you offer as a consultant? And do you only work with organizations? Because I know you work a lot with organizations. Um, do you support individuals as well? And how can they contact you? Uh, great question. So I work with individuals um, of different stages of their career. Yes. I usually want to get a sense of where you are in the current state. 
Yes. And what are your aspirations? And then we take it from there. Okay, awesome. Um, usually persons can reach me by using the contact um, form on michellegibsonmorgan.com. Um, they can also email me, michellegibsonmorgan at gmail.com. And we can uh, follow up from there to have a conversation about what persons need, what are the challenges. Right. For some persons, it's not that they don't have the tools, but lack the confidence. Yes. Um, which is a lot of what I um, encounter the clients and mentees I've worked with that are very established professionals. Yes. They have a lot going for them, but just not having that high sense of confidence in their ability to take next steps. Um, and then there are persons who need more practical guidance around tools to use and or questions about what course should I be taking next. So somebody contacted me a few days ago about, okay, so what's that move around my education based yes. on this goal of going into this field or changing direction somewhat here? So it really starts with my taking the time to understand you, who you yes. are. And then what do you need? Um, what's preventing you from moving forward? And then we um, find the necessary resources and support that you need to put in place to, to get to the next step. That's amazing, Michelle. Um, one more last thing I want to pick your brain on. Um, not my last question, but as it relates to change, how do we develop the skills and knowledge? Um, and as you said, the confidence, a big part of it is sometimes we have the knowledge, we know we need to change, we have the material, but how do we develop the skills and knowledge and other competences and specifically the soft part of it, the confidence, the esteem, the self-efficacy to know we can do this. How do we develop those things? Um, who do we need to work with? Tell me who should they be contacting to develop these, right? Um, persons need to know, right? No matter how great they see us, we all have coaches. I have had at least three coaches and I've had lots of mentors um, and I've worked with consultants too when I want to take my business to the next level. You know, I go and I say, you know, I'm, I'm here, but tell me how can I get there? So how do we develop the skills, knowledge and competencies to navigate change? And who are some great resources that persons can turn to? I think the first part of my answer might surprise you and the listeners. It's a recognition that experiencing change and experiencing grief have a lot in common yes the some of the underlying principles around embracing change is recognizing that sense of loss that you are yes. experiencing from what you were used to and what you were comfortable with um, before the change emerged um, and that goes in different stages starting yes. just from the shock and all the way through um, several steps to get to acceptance and then being able to move on. Yes. So first it's acknowledging that you, even if it's a positive change, which is the irony, it's still you're moving away from something and towards something else. Yeah, that's beautiful. Beautifully said. Yeah. In terms of um, additional resources, there are, there are several that um, come to mind, but among the ones that stand out are this book called Managing Transitions by William Bridges that really talks about 
change from the perspective it's not just a one-off event yes as it is that journey or transition with your moving in the direction that you want to go um i also think of uh, a book about the ad car model it really just talks about having awareness and desire yes and then the knowledge and the action that you need to take and then you reinforce it at the end um there are lots more but those two were the top two that came to mind that would have um, broader applications if you're thinking of change on a personal level, as well as if you're thinking about change on an organizational level. I love that. That's beautiful. And two great resources. What is the vision and mission behind your brand, Michelle Gibson Morgan? Um, what do you hope to achieve? This is such a powerful question because I ask myself that question fairly often as well. My brand is associated with thriving and impact. Yes. Those are the two things. How do I equip and empower individuals to thrive in the sphere that they want to be in? Yes. And then in terms of impact, it is what difference is my involvement in that process making for their journey, for their aspirations, and for them as individuals right. um, as they go through life and the different goals that they have. So I measure it by thriving and impact. I love those. Those are two key measures and measures that are that you can rarely measure, right? They're 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 so precise that you can see it and you can look how are you doing how are you thriving how are you getting by right and what impact are you having what are some of the testimonials that you've received from your your clients your mentees and people who you work with what do people say about your work most of my clients talk about the ability to help them to be resilient yes so one of the um, recommendations that I received via LinkedIn was a client saying that at the point when he was just at his lowest, the conversation that we had um, helped him to find the next gear, as yes. it were, um, to get over a plateau that he was experiencing in his journey to make a career change. Right. Um, also, some of it is that sense of self and um, building up confidence a yes. lot of the feedback is around that because my approach focuses on um, emphasize what you have more than what yes. you don't have don't yes. focus more on the deficit than what you bring to the table but strength base yeah look at the strengths you have yeah absolutely yeah. because if you are bought into who you are and what you're bringing to the table it becomes a lot more effective and organic for you to, as it sell were, it. <laughs> sell, yep, and get them to buy into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that reminds me of a book called To Sell is Human by Daniel Pink. We are all in the business of selling an idea yes, or selling our credentials or credibility. We yes. are all in some way in the business of sales. Um, whether we realize it or not. And so I, I help the client to buy into themselves and the value they bring and then how to effectively and persuasively articulate that to, wow. to others that they encounter. That's powerful. 
I work with students, youth, and women. And that's one of the major things I try to get them to see. If they can truly see themselves as who they really are and their strengths, and if they could see that and learn to articulate that, then that's one of the ways they can really transition. That's one of the finer skills that they can use to help them navigate this world, right? We call it esteem, we call it confidence. But if you could only just see yourself and the gifts and the strengths that you have, that would be amazing. That's powerful, Michelle, and I really love that. Every episode, we try to share one practical, strategic, and intentional tip or strategy that listeners can implement. As persons navigate change, You've shared with us that change has always been a big part of us, but it also has been magnified um, just through what we've been experiencing for the last two years. What is one thing that persons can do to help them manage, navigate, and really benefit from the change that we're all going through and the change and the loss, as you said, change is a loss, right? Accepting that you're losing something you're accustomed to and move into something new. What's one thing that persons can wake up tomorrow and for the rest of the year and implement to help them manage this change and navigate this change? I would say it's a constant evaluation of your change readiness. Yes. So there are some kind of core questions that you want to be asking yourself that gets you not only super focused on the moment in time that you're living, but also that's pointing you to what do I need to do differently yes. to move from this point. So if there is a particular a challenge or obstacle that you're experiencing today, be it your related to your career or another aspect of your life, it's really asking, what do I need to thrive from this moment going forward? And be honest with yourself about what the answer to that question yes. is. Yes. Some of us, we would want to be um, kind of diplomatic or politically correct. Um, we might not want to um, offend others or to feel like we're meeting other person's expectation. But if we are truly honest with what is that answer? What do I need in this moment? Do I need to um, change a particular habit that I have um, that will help me to move forward? Um, consider from a practical standpoint, making the change be in bite-sized portions. Yes. Yes, we get ourselves overwhelmed trying to do too much and trying to change too many things at once. Yes, pick that Say one. Say that thing. again, please. Say that again. Bite size. That's how we eat the elephant, right? I think the elephant is one of the largest land creatures, right? And we can't eat him all at once. And it's a metaphor for our goals, the big goals, right? The large absolutely. overarching things that we want to achieve for ourselves. Um, go ahead, Michelle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely agreeing with you on that point because the journey to behavior change and even the change of the psyche yes. requires a lot of consistency and a lot of focus. Yeah, in small things. Small yes. consistency and focus in small things. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then once you have started to make some progress with that, then you would consider what small tweak 
whether it's an addition of something or removal of something that will help to enhance that. But we run into the, the, the difficulty of becoming overwhelmed because we're trying to change too many things too quickly. Yes. Pick one thing and work, work at it and then make some adjustments as you go along. Absolutely. I absolutely love that. Remind us, how can we contact you to work with you as a career consultant? And where can we purchase your book, Change in Career Direction, Seven Steps to Transition to a New Career Path? So persons can contact me using michellegibsonmorgan.com or michellegibsonmorgan at gmail.com. They can also find me on Twitter. I am at M. Gibson Morgan. And I also have a Facebook page under Michelle Gibson Morgan, Learning, Change, and Career Consultant. Awesome. That's amazing. As we close this episode, what words of hope and inspiration can you share with our listeners? I would say to encourage someone who needs upliftment and a sense of direction is that you have more than you think. You have more resources than you think. You have more strength than you think. Um, There is more than might be apparent, especially if you are going through a dark moment that somehow the the darkness or the difficulties seem to be more amplified. But if you take a moment to reflect, and if you even objectively assess based on some of the tools we talked about, you will likely identify that you have a lot more working for you and that you can leverage for next steps than you might have realized. Thank you so much, Michelle. I like that you have more going for you. A lot of us are looking to do more, to become more, to get this and to always be adding stuff. And oftentimes we don't pay attention to who we are right in the moment, the being, the now. Um, And so sometimes persons will, because I'll talk with people and they say, I'm just doing this. And I'm like, just you're not just an author, you're an amazing author. And from the author emanates so many other businesses and things you do. So we're not just, right? We are who we are and and we're full of so much goodness and potential. And I like that. Um, And as you said, if we really just self-reflect, if we really do the assessments, um, and if we really just recognize our own potential, then we will see that there's greatness in us. Any other words you want to share with us today as we wrap up this episode? I would say for those persons who are very achievement oriented like myself and always um, thinking strategically about the next thing, yes. I would say use the opportunity to pause and celebrate the small wins. Yes. That is actually one of my goals for this year is to, is to slow down and savor even the quick wins um, before rushing to the next thing. When you're um, very driven, as soon as you've accomplished one thing, you're already off to the next thing. Absolutely. But let's make the time to savor those moments and to celebrate ourselves um, for what we accomplish along the journey to accomplishing those bigger goals. 
amazing. It has been such an enriching, inspiring, and motivating conversation for me. And I really hope someone has become clear about what it takes to manage change personally and professionally and who they can reach out to. It has been my absolute pleasure talking with Michelle Gibson Morgan, career consultant, author, mentor, advocate, EDI champion, and author of her new book, Changing Career Direction, Seven Steps to Transition to a New Path. The book becomes available on January 21st on her website and January 28th on amazon.com. You can find her on her website at michellegibsonmorgan.com via email at michellegibsonmorgan at gmail.com and also on LinkedIn at Michelle Gibson Morgan, but her link is mgibsonmorgan. You can also find her on Facebook at Michelle Gibson Morgan Learning Change and Career Consultant. Michelle, thank you so much for coming to share my podcast today. It has been an absolute pleasure and thank you so much for having me. I know it has been a pleasure for, for me and I know I have learned a lot and I know my listeners will be edified and encouraged um, by this time of sharing with you. Thanks for listening to D-Sharp Thought Podcast. This episode was sponsored by D-Sharp Coaching Services. If you know someone who's between the ages of 18 to 45 and who could benefit from my personal development and career coaching services, please send me an email at dsharp2013 at gmail.com or via my website, www.dsharpthoughts.com, and I'd be happy to connect with you. Do show us some love by sharing our podcast. If you know someone who'd enjoy a dose of sisterly inspiration, stay tuned for our next episode when we talk to another sister who's just like you. Until next time, be kind to yourself and others.